And here we go. Awesome. Hello, friends out there in heart and hustle land. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess, Paulette Grease-Denis, and I'm so happy to be here again with another episode. We are in our third year, which is freaking awesome. I love it, and I've met so many amazing people, and I'm so excited that I always get to introduce to you, viewers and listeners, um, other, other amazing people who are doing great things in the world, making change. And, uh, you know, I love, I love movers and shakers and making magic and, and creating change. Um, and so today I get to bring to you an Australian woman and her name is Carly Nimmo. Did I say it right? Nimmo. <laughs> it's, it, I, think, I think it's like part my accent and anyway, Nimmo. Yeah. So <laughs> And I feel like I'm losing my voice here, but I'm going to give you a little introduction and then I'm going to have her tell you more about what she does because she's, she's got a very fun, fun stuff going on. And I just have to say, I love your images, your caricatures that you use are so fun. So great. I do like to have fun is like, you know, one of the key values for sure. Love it. I love it. It is important. So Carly is a number one iTunes podcaster with three hit shows. And this is great. Carlosophies. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> which is also another hard thing to say. Keeping <laughs> Company, uh, which is now wrapped up. And Make Some Noise. She's a serial entrepreneur, a mad creator. I love that. Born communicator and connector with a crazy knack for getting you to connect to your truth and see life from a different perspective. Through her podcasts, retreats, events, coaching, and masterminds, Carly acts as a guide to connect you back to the truth of who you really are so that you can stop playing the role of who you think you need to be and express who you really are out in the world even better if that's in the form of a podcast. Over the past decade, Carly has dedicated herself to getting to know, like, and trust herself. Wow, aren't we all? <laughs> She's been lifelong a journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ongoing forever. She's been a faithful student of the human spirit, her own and those around her, and can help you find and live on your frequency. Which I love that. That's a great, it's a great what you do statement. <laughs> yeah. It actually sounds really good when I hear it back. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. No, I loved it. That's why I wanted to read it. I don't always read everybody's bio, but I thought that was really fun. So Carly, what are you doing? Oh my God, so much stuff. Um, and all of it is, you know, fun, feels really good. So basically, well, I mean, it's really hard when somebody asks you what you do and you do like so many things, right? So have you got half an hour? Um, okay, so D-L-O-S, that's what I call it. <laughs> lots, yeah. lots of shit <laughs> that's it i totally do so um i'm a voiceover artist and i run like a voiceover agency and that's been running for like 15 years and then in that period of time i have been uh you know diagnosed with depression and anxiety and on a healing journey um i have done so many things i've had co-working space that failed and cost me a hundred thousand dollars and nearly my own life because I was just in such dire straits financially then. 
Um, I've had like online magazines, but these days I've stripped everything back and I just do the things that light me up. So I love working, even though it's like, you know, it doesn't, I don't know that, that there's that whole idea of scaling, scaling, scaling as an online entrepreneur. And I'm not really that down with that idea. Um, I actually really prefer to work with people one-on-one. And so I do one-on-one kind of coaching slash guidance. Um, really just space holding is what it is. Um, and I run retreats, I do workshops, I work with podcasters on, you know, figuring out what they want to say and getting it out there in ways that sound amazing because of my background in um, audio and, and that also sustain them, you know, because most podcasts don't make it past seven episodes. How amazing that you've made it to three years. Like it's, yeah. whoa, you know, I've been going four years and, um, and just for the commitment to myself, you know, and my truth and, and, um, and making it easy and enjoyable and sustainable. That's really what I'm about with podcasting, but also making it sound good. Um, and yeah. And what else do I do? I do a lot of public speaking and stuff, just whatever comes really. And do you do a lot of travel with that or do you stay in your, no, I don't really enjoy being like travel. I mean, it sounds ideal, but it doesn't really fit within my lifestyle and my values. So I do a little bit. I'll be going to Atlanta later this year to speak at She Podcasts and wow, to hang funny. out with yeah. my amazing friends, um, you know, other female podcasters. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, you know, so I'll be doing that, but mostly I don't travel. I just kind of, there's a lot, you know, I've had, I've run my own events here. Um, I'll be speaking at another event in Byron um, later this month. So I'll occasionally go to Melbourne or whatever. Um, but my values are really centered around family and home. So I try to, you know, I don't really say yes to things that take me away very often. You know, I will if they're exciting enough. That's so important and so beautiful that you really committed to that vision for yourself. Because I think especially as entrepreneurs, we can get caught up in, yes, I'll do that. And yes, I'll do that. And oh, I really need to do everything. Um, yeah. So nice to just hear you say, ah, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. And I am, um, I don't know if you're into human design, um, but I am a projector and I'm a, a splenic projector. So my body tells me, yes, you know, yes, this is an opportunity for you. <clears throat> and I just respond to that. So it's really just listening to my body and seeing what it tells me, but also being really connected to what I value and making sure that my life Match, matches up to those values you know and if it doesn't then there's you know what is for you isn't going to go by you so saying yes to everything just it's good in it's good in the early phase to do that I think so you can figure out oh yeah that felt shit oh yeah this feels yeah, good yeah. right um, but once you've got that down yeah like it's going to take a bit of experimentation right like oh you don't know if you're going to like something or not until you've done it sure. so I have said a lot of yeses throughout the years um, and now you know, now I say more no's really. I'm still available for opportunities, but if it's not in alignment, I'm not going to do it. And so, uh, well, as a dancer and a mover myself, it's definitely important to be in alignment with the body, the mind and the spirit, everything works together. And I, I work with a lot of women who sometimes have lost touch with that body consciousness, that body awareness. 
Um, so you were talking about body design. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Well, um, yeah, so I, I have had this lifelong story that I was a bit of a failure. You know, when I've been in this online space now for, well, 15 years, really. Um, and I've seen it all, you know, I've seen a lot, I've tried it all too. So I've tried, I had a business called Radcasters. I still do, but I have changed it. So it was an online course and it was teaching podcasting and I did all the things, like all the things, you know, like <laughs> webinars and sales funnels and I had a team and I did it all the way it was supposed to be done. And I just, like it started off with some initial success, but then it kind of like petered out and whatever I did, I just, I couldn't make it work. And I just continued to throw money at the problem and get more people involved and more advice and do this and listen to this podcast and implement all the things and nothing was really happening. And I thought it was because of me, because I'd also a couple of years earlier had a co-working space, you know, that I built from the ground up. I mean, I didn't build the building, but I built the business from the ground up and it was, you know, it was a beautiful space and, um, and I felt like it was really needed, but it was just a little bit before it's time. And, and I took that on to mean that I was a failure. Mm. Um, and so I've just had this story of like kind of mediocrity throughout my life, not really ever making it, you know, big or whatever, whatever that even means. I don't know. Um, but it was just kind of this story of like always just being a potential failure mm. really. Um, and then, and then I came across human design, which is um, kind of like, it's not really a personality test because it's more, more based on, you know, your birth details. So time, the place you were born and your name, and you kind of punctured into a, um, you know, if you, if you just search human design chart, then it'll come up with a website where you can punch in all your details. You don't have to give any email or anything like that. And it gives you this chart and it's such a complex kind of system because it's like, you know, it's part I Ching, it's part astrology, it's part this, it's part that. It's very in depth, but oh my God, I had a reading done um, with this beautiful woman from Melbourne, Roz Isbell, and I had never felt more seen in my life yeah. because as a, like there are, um, four or five main types. I'm not like an expert in human design. I've only just kind of started playing around with it and it is a rabbit hole. <laughs> like it, it really is. Um, but I just felt so seen because as a projector, I'm actually here to wait for an invite. I'm here as a guide. So I'm here to guide others. But in order to do that, I need to be recognized by the person. Yeah. And instead I was just trying to get in front of everyone all the time. And as a projector, that leads to resentment um, in ourselves because we're doing all this stuff to be seen by others because that's really what's driving us. Um, yet nobody sees us unless they were invited to be seen. So it's like this tricky thing, but it just made so much sense to me because it was like, oh my God, that's why. And most of the people, it's interesting because I work a lot with a lot, I've worked with a lot of women entrepreneurs in particular and the ones that I see that have that kind of success where they're like they can do the webinar they can sell really well on the webinar they have the funnel and it's all just you know chinking along and it's e not easy street but you know what I mean like it's they're 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 growing and they're building and it's not as hard as it has been for someone like me uh -huh. um they're manifestors uh -huh. And so they don't need to be initiated to anything. They don't need to like be invited. They don't need to respond like some of the other types do. They can just have their idea and run with it. 
Um, and yeah, and so I've just found it like really interesting to explore. The other thing about projectors is we don't have a, like, we don't have like a, uh, a lot of energy, so we can be seen as lazy, wow. you know, and I've <laughs> always felt like, oh my God, I'm not like, I'm not a night owl and I'm not a morning person. And you know, there's all, every, everything is like in the entrepreneur space, it's like 5am club and get up and do your meditation and swim before sunrise. And I just can't think of anything worse. I just want to stay in bed all the time. <laughs> So it just felt like, oh my God, so, you know, the world sees me or this human design thing sees me. And so it's just been really fun to experiment with that and to, um, you know, just come from a place of knowing that people are going to recognize me. I don't have to be like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. It is in my nature for people to recognize, but it's not in my nature to convince or prove myself to people. And so that has just changed my entire world and the way that I do business now. And, and with that being said, you're probably more successful at what you do because you don't right. have that desperate, crazy. Totally. Quality. Yeah. The energy of like, please see me, please see me, please validate me as a human. You know, that's not there anymore. And I have never been busier. You know, I've got more clients than I've ever had. I do no marketing, no, like, I mean, I have an Instagram and occasionally I'll say, this is what I'm available for. Um, but that's really it. I don't have any real sales pages. People just kind of come to me and my job is just to remain open to that and trust. And it can be really hard to trust because, you know, like particularly when you've experienced as much failure and as much mediocrity in like, you know, inverted commas, um, as I have, it is really hard to trust that, that, um, yeah, that, that people will come. Mm -hmm. Um, but they do. So you know, I de definitely recommend anyone who hasn't looked into human design just to check it out. You know, it's not like I'm not someone who subscribes to putting myself in a box. Uh -huh. You know, I've done so many different personality tests like the Enneagram and, you know, Maya Briggs and fascination. And like, if there's a personality test out there, I've done it. <laughs> but this, and some people like rave about the Enneagram and they're like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever. And it's never really sat with me very well. Um, but human design was just like, oh, wow. And I just, I take everything with a grain of salt, but I think it's worth experimenting with and seeing kind of what, what happens. I think you up to possibilities. Totally. You know? It will give you other words and thoughts and ways to look at what you do and why you do it. And it may or may not feel in alignment. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like um, with human design, the difference is that it's not a personality test. It's more, I see it more like a tool for learning more about yourself mm -hmm. um, than it is about, you know, like being told who you are like it's it's kind of interesting because it sounds like it would be something where you're like oh well you're this person so you know I have a struggle line so that means I'm just going to struggle throughout my life well it doesn't really <laughs> um, but it does give me awareness and freedom to be able to go oh my god that makes so much sense mm. so that's why this wasn't working it wasn't actually about me you know it's just a, it's just who I am it's not that I've done something wrong or I'm, you know, it's just that I've been conditioned to live in a generator's world as a projector. And like, yeah, anyway, so if, if people want to check it out, I think it's like really worthwhile just exploring. There's some really great podcasts out there, um, some great books where you can just learn it yourself or you can have a reading done with someone and see what you think. Yeah, cool. I think that's cool. You know, it's all about curiosity, right? Curiosity. Totally. Such a great word and such a great way to live in everyday life.
Absolutely. And it's actually part of my human design. So as a projector, I'm a one, three projector, which means essentially that I, I need to do like I need to do to learn. So I am like the world's biggest experimenter. My whole life is an experiment. I try something, it doesn't work. I try it, something else. So then I know by now at age 41, I'm finally starting to figure out what does work for me mm-hmm. and what doesn't work for me. And so I just do more of what does and kind of leave the rest. Yeah, being 41 because I'm now 61. So Wow. Yeah, I know. It's looking fabulous. Thank you. Great. Life is good. But, you know, we do go through phases and there is definitely the the maiden, the mother, the crone, you know, however you want to look at that. But when you start 41, you know, you're in that that kind of the next phase. You've done a lot of things, like you said, you've you've done, you've burned out, you've failed, you got you were successful, you've done all these things. And and I've been like that myself too, all my life. Uh, and then you reach another phase. It's like, oh, these things are starting to make sense. These things are what's resonating with me. This is what I'm getting really good at, right? And I, it takes so, sometimes it seems like it takes so long, but really it takes all, all our life. Totally. Right? It's just, we're just constantly deconditioning ourselves, <laughs> you know, learning more about who we are and how we work and, and what is our stuff and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I mean that, that's a big piece of it, right? Like we are, um, just living what we've learned and why we do what we do. You know, that's the, always the big question with me is why? Yes. Why are you doing that? Yeah, exactly. And that's actually been a big thing for me recently has been like questioning that. So when I'm showing up on Instagram, when I'm, you know, doing something on Facebook or when I'm showing up to at the mic to record a podcast that's a question that I ask myself like why am I doing this and what is the motivation behind it because if the motivation is just for me to be seen if it's just for me to stay relevant and get some likes then it's not enough of a reason for me to create you know so instead it's like if the if the reason is for me just to purely express something that I think you know might be of value to someone else but is actually really just something that I feel called to share then I'll share it. But yeah, if it's right. like I'm doing it for the validation or to get something in return, um, then, you know, and it's you a no-go. I think there's a real good fine line with that because, you know, as uh, an online person, I mean, I, I coach online, I sell things online, I teach online, and I share lots of stuff about me online. I've always been out in the public eye, like forever, since I was seven, <laughs> been on stage. And um, to, to have that fine line between, I want to tell you something, I want to share something. And I also have this program <laughs> that you might yeah. want to buy. So I don't want to be salesy. I hate all that stuff. But this is what I do. So if there's such a fine line between sharing your soul and sharing your soul products. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I feel like um, you know, I I think that comes down to the experimentation too, right? And figuring out what works for you and what gets you the results that you want. So for me, when I've the second I go into a space of I need you to see this, I need I need to get more eyeballs on my stuff, I need I need I need I need I need then it just like the universe just dries up for me. Mm -hmm. And so for me, my approach now 
it makes no sense whatsoever. But I basically just say, this is what I'm available for every now and then. And I just allow people to come. Mm-hmm. So, and occasionally I'll run, like I did um, last year, I did a really great 30 day um, little program called Find Your Freak. And it was just like an audio course. Yeah, like Frequency Freak. It was F-E-R-Q. Um, and it was just about bringing people back and, you know, connecting to their values and, and giving them permission to be more of who they are. That was really it. Um, and I had a lot of fun with the, with the promotion of, of that. Like that, I think that's the whole thing, right? For me, it has to either be really fun and, I, and I'm having fun in the creation and I'm staying in the fun of the creation of that. Um, rather than, okay, well now I have to post about like what their hesitations might be and how I'm going to overcome their objections. And, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. Cause as soon as I go into that space, you know, it's like dries up, but it is about figuring out what works for you. So for some people it like, you know, I've got best friends who are hugely successful in the online space and they've just got it down to a formula. And it's like, tick, 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 check, 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 the sales roll in. That, that has never worked for me. So instead, I approach it from a way, like for me, this year is really an experiment about how much can I trust that my needs are met. Mm. And it, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little hard to trust. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm proved right. Like even if I get to that point where I'm feeling the squeeze and, oh, my God, where's the next paycheck going to come from, then always something just pops in and you're like, oh, yeah, there's that client that I needed after I have had like a little bit of a freak out about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you got to do that. But then you got to come back up because if you stay that's in it. place, then you're just, it's just not going to happen. And that's, you know, I mean, I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in being magnets and I believe in projecting what I want and believing that I can have it. I mean, that's. that's yeah. Without the attachment, right? Yes. Because, you know, I think that's the key is like for, for me, like I just, um, not for want of a better term, manifested the house that I'm living in and I'm on top of a hill, the ocean's right there. I've got a pool. It's amazing. Um, and I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to make it happen. I tried so hard and I was so attached and I was doing all the things that I needed to do and I was freaking out and And then I actually had a practice, like went into this mode where I was like, I'm just going to practice surrendering, handing it over, handing it over, handing it over. Surrender. Yeah. And so then all the hurdles just dropped. I I don't know if you guys um, would remember because he was an Aussie dude who was in the Olympics. Oh God, probably 10 or 12 years ago. His name was Stephen Bradbury and he was a ice skater and basically he, I mean, he trained really hard. He did all the work he had to do. And then he showed up at the Olympics in, in the race, every single person in front of him fell over <laughs> and he just came through the end. <laughs> and I've been calling like, like life is kind of like my Stephen Bradbury moment. It's like I was pushing, I, I did all the training, I've done all the work and then I'm showing up at the game. And if I surrender, the hurdles drop but I have to remain unattached, which is so like, it's such a oxymoron kind of contradiction to really want something and then to also be in a place where you're not attached to having it. Yes. Well, and it, it feel, I mean, physically it feels different. Yeah. Right? I mean, totally. It, it feels different. 
spiritually yeah. it feels different emotionally it feels different and i mean that just happened to me again the other night it's like i finally let go of something and bam 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 i'm like oh god oh yeah that's right <laughs> like, that i just my, gotta surrender it was my <laughs> gut thing it's like why did i fight myself right yeah exactly and and i think the important thing is also like you can't surrender in order to get like it has to be a true full surrender right. you know surrender doesn't have any um yeah any attachments or rules attached to it it just is surrender and 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 then even bigger than that is the trust piece yeah and i think and and, and belief <clears throat> yeah no, you still can yeah. believe that you can have this and believe that you will have this, but you are surrendering yourself. And, you know, it, and it may not even be that thing, but it's going to be something better, something, you know, that's more in alignment with what you're really asking for, what you, what you need or whatever. Yeah, because, you know, um, one of my friends says, I, I hope I can remember what it is. Our, oh. No, it's gone. It's like our, our mind is a really great place to imagine, but it's not a great place to um, make decisions from, <laughs> you know, or to like to, yeah, because we can only, we can really only consciously um, create what we believe we can create, right? And that is based on so many things, our upbringing, you know, our experiences in life. Um, but sometimes the universe has greater plans for us than that. So it is the non-attachment piece is also about being open to what is even more amazing exactly. than the small confined idea of reality that you have right now. Yep. And I love that. I love that too. When you, when you start working in those realms and just so much belief in yourself and your vision and, and, the good that you bring to the world, right? It's, it's just, right. And then it's just delicious, <laughs> delicious and juicy. And, and then it just keeps unfolding and unfolding just like your house. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And it's just the mind that gets in the way of that stuff. The, the hurdles are just the mind. It's just the ego shit, you know, trying to, I don't know, trip you up, like literally <laughs> trip you up. Um, but those hurdles don't exist. So only if you make you know, them. Yeah. Yeah. You can totally make them. Yeah. I've had plenty of hurdles I've made myself. <laughs> Done with that. <laughs> awesome. That's so great. So what, what inspires you? <sighs> what inspires me? Uh, I would say curiosity. You know, I'm, I really am driven by curiosity and creativity and expression. They're probably the three things that drive me. You know, expression for me is the key. Like it's the thing. I mean, it's the thing. You know, it's what life is about, our personal expression of who we are into the world. Um, and, yeah, and without it, there's, there's nothing. So ex expression is one of the key things, but then curiosity is, goes really well with it too, you know? So it's like, I get curious about something, I experiment a bit, um, you know, get a bit creative with it, and then I express it. 
And that's really what inspires me is just like finding out what is possible, what works and what doesn't. <laughs> that's really good. Did y'all hear that people? <laughs> Pay attention to those words. No, and I, and it is really good to know what does inspire you and what feeds you. Uh, I'm always working with, you know, what is it, what is it that is feeding you right now? What do you need to grow and expand and how will you allow that to allow you to express yourself and to go to where you want to go next, uh, take that next step, that big leap. So what do you do, Carly? What do you do for yourself every day? I am a massive fan of space. Um, and so I do, I don't like, I don't have a sitting meditation practice. I don't journal. Um, you know, I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. Um, I used to walk on the beach daily, but I just, I just live a mindful life. So I'm just like constantly practicing awareness of where I am, how I'm feeling. Um, so I don't have like, like necessarily like carving out 20 minutes for this or, you know, doing a hundred salutes to the sun or whatever. Like there's no, like, there's no way it should look. Um, and for me, sometimes it is just, you know, that uh, one thing I do do is make my bed every single day. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. So, and that started three and a half years ago and I've made it every single day since so that is that is really the only thing i do that has like you know some structure around it um and i have rules around that so i can't leave the house in the morning without having made the bed <laughs> do you know tim ferris yes yeah that's one of his number five. Oh, is it five rules is make the bed yeah and you know and i feel like it's um you know it was a promise to myself because it actually started when uh a friend of mine i was in kind of like not a great place and she had said to me, you know, like we have foundations and what are the foundational things that you would do when you're feeling really good, but drop off when you're not. And I was like, make my bed. And she was kind of like, well, can you just commit to doing that? And I was like, yeah. So I did. And that was an experiment, right? Um, <clears throat> like all good things and it works. And so I just keep doing it. And then it's just about like constantly having awareness. I'm just in a practice of being connected to myself at all times. And you know, being okay with feeling awkward, being okay with not knowing what's happening next. Um, yeah, just constantly relinquishing control. And yeah, and so that that's really my practice, just being present to life. And that doesn't require us to meditate. Like it doesn't require us to have like bigger practices than that if we're just constantly practicing awareness. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I am a meditator and a journaler <laughs> and I do yeah. that at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's the key, right? Like for, but, but I think there's, there's this piece that, that can be shameful around that for people like me who don't. Oh, there you go. Yes. It you know? And so then that's right. It has to work for you. And so a 5am start, my daughter wakes me up at 5am and I'm just like, please go back to fucking sleep. You know, it's like. <laughs> I, I need at least two more hours. Um, so I don't, I don't spring out of bed and I don't, I don't want to feel shit about that because it's always who I've been and I want to have acceptance for me. So, um, and love myself even if I don't, 
So I don't, I'm not a, I'm a sunset person. I'm not a sunrise person. I'm okay with that. Sitting in meditation, it's nice, but it's not, you know, like I like to do it, but it's not something that really, I don't know, like we, we, we don't have to do anything. Yeah. You bring yourself into that space in other ways. Right. And sometimes it's walking on the beach, but mostly it's just like, being being constantly aware of my thoughts like we don't have to necessarily carve out time to do that we can do that wherever we are if you, um if you can't then you, if you find, can find a way to do it that's right. it yeah and it's the same with journaling like i definitely have used journaling in the past when i was first diagnosed with depression i read the artist's way mm-hmm. and like literally changed my life it was just starting the, the connection with myself mm-hmm. um and, and now to everybody yeah Still. Yeah, it's amazing, right? And that practice is like connecting back into, you know, your higher self and, and you know, your, your soul. Um, and I've practiced it so much that I can do it wherever I am now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I, I, feel like, I feel like it is just all about what works for you. And right. if, the, if that structure of waking up at five and doing yoga and having a smoothie and, you know, and journaling and all that kind of jazz is what makes you show up as the best version of you in the world, then keep going, sister. But if you're feeling shame and you're feeling like you're shooting yourself into doing it, mm. try something else. Right. Absolutely. And, and developing that connection with yourself no matter how you do it. But that's, that's the uh, ulterior motive behind any of that is to get that inner connection with, with yourself, with your inner being, with God, with source, with universe, wherever, whatever that is, but taking the time to listen to yourself and to be conscious and aware. Totally. And sometimes we need the, the structure to, re, to remind us to do it, right? So, um, you know, for meditation is that. It's a commitment to the practice of connecting to yourself. Um, and for me, it actually started, I tried to meditate, but I was so anxious. I couldn't even, I hated myself. I couldn't even sit with myself. So it was like not a pleasant process at all. And so I just said, um, I went to a naturopath once who, who was um, just very intuitive. And we decided together that I would just set an alarm on my phone to go off every hour. And when it did, I would just practice connecting to my senses and being in my body. So I'd be like, what can I smell? What can I see? What can I feel? How am I feeling in my body? Like it was just like a 15 second check out, check in every hour. And eventually that became a constant practice of like, now I don't even think about it. It's just constantly coming back and checking in with myself. Um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm like some guru who's constantly present cause I'm not, no, I don't think it really anyone is. We're human. Um, so, so it, it, it is, it is in our nature to be distracted. That's why we have these incredible minds that sometimes can run away with us, you know? Oh my God. Um, so yeah. So like just, just coming back to that awareness is the important piece. And for me, that worked better than me sitting in meditation when I really hated myself. Cause it wasn't about, it wasn't about being with me. It was just about like 15 seconds of checking into how I'm feeling and it kind of worked for me. So I think that's the key, right? Like just finding practices that work Absolutely. for you. And, and having the curiosity to experiment and get outside of the box. I mean, you know, whatever works, whatever brings you that, that place of peace and contentment and awareness is awesome. Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, I have my podcast make some noises really about the connections between expression and creativity and mental well-being. 
And, you know, like for some people, it's not, it's not meditation, it's art. And for some people, it's gardening, like getting out there and getting your hands dirty. And for some, you know, and for some people, it's cooking and making their families nutritious, healthy food, you know, so it's like there, yeah, there are no um, concrete ways that, that, connection needs to look it just needs to feel like connection you know (laughs) and it needs to feel good that's i mean that's all we're here for is just to feel good (laughs) so whatever whatever turns your buttons (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) whatever flicks your switch (laughs) yeah (laughs) sweet oh that's great oh what, what a fun conversation with you carly um, so I will, um, for you friends out there, I will definitely put all of, uh, Carly's podcasts and links and everything. And some of those crazy, fabulous photos, pictures. <laughs> I yeah, I, lo- I do love those. I just found a woman who's on the Gold Coast. So about an hour from me who, um, yeah, who made them. And I was just like, oh my God, they're so fun. I yeah, need to be fun. a cartoon character. And it's actually a bit of a play because, um, you know, I feel like, we're in this world where sometimes it feels like we need to be almost like a character in order to be like seen, you know, it's like the, I don't know, he who shouts the loudest wins kind of world. And, um, and so the character, yeah. So it was kind of like a play on that too. But anyway, it's, it's just a playful thing. I love, um, I love that I could be a cartoon if I wanted to. (laughs) And that you don't take yourself so damn seriously. Yeah, totally. Ah. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right? And this is something that I've really struggled with over the years is that, um, you know, marrying the spiritual me mm-hmm. with like the person who has, I don't know, who who does enjoy a beer every now and then and likes to drop an F-bomb and sometimes say things that are inappropriate and likes to have a laugh, you know? And I, I really struggled with marrying those two things because I felt like spirituality had to be this like more serious thing. Ah. Um, but it totally doesn't. Yeah. I mean, whoever it is, God, the universe, it has a sense of humor. I mean, it gave us these oh, minds God. that runs <laughs> <I'm> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yes, absolutely. Love it. Yeah. I, I I'm right there with you, sister. <laughs> Well, thank you. I really thank you for taking the time to spend this last half hour, an hour, whatever with me and with all of our peeps out there in heart and hustle land. Um, so Carly, thank you. My and pleasure. Thank you out there um, for joining us again for another episode. I am Paulette Reese your tribal hostess, movement, momentum, and magic. Think about that for your everyday life. And, um, uh, I'll see you again at another episode of Heart and Hustle. So peace, love, mwah.